marketing guru, Theodore Levitt, once said, people don't buy drills, they buy holes. Over 70,000 drills are sold every year for the past 40 years. Is that a lot of holes people want to drill? Or is that certain outcomes that people want? In today's podcast, we will talk about certain strategic outcomes people want for their retirement. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Welcome to the podcast. It is Money Matters USA. That is the name of the podcast. That is the name of the companion video series. That is the name of the fiduciary firm founded and managed by Fred Sade. Fred Sade, who is a fiduciary, contributes to many financial publications and websites, holds a PhD in economics from Duke University, and can help you in retirement planning. And that's what he covers here on the podcast. Greetings, Fred. How are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Good. And I love that. That's that's deep. Uh, the, uh, the, the quote you had, people don't buy drills, they buy holes. And see, what I get from that is, yeah, you're buying the drill, but it's giving you what you desire. You desire right. a hole. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you're, it makes you're, sense. You're looking at the outcome. <clears throat> well, we are living in very confusing times. People are struggling, struggling to make sense of the environment, their particular environment. And when they try to make decisions about what to do and what to buy, they need something more than someone asking them about their problems and what keeps them up at night. So, we, <laughs> <laughs> although <laughs> I'm sure they have a lot of answers for that when asked that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we look at retirement decisions, the best conversations start from what a prospective client wants. The purpose of the conversation is to help them better understand the limits of the way they're doing things now and how they can improve their outcomes. What are the strategic outcomes that they're pursuing? What are the holes that they want? And how can those <laughs> outcomes be improved and to get where they want to go? That's it, Fred. Everybody's got different holes they desire. Well, any anyone who's giving advice and who's giving recommendations limiting himself or herself to say, well, here's my solution, buy my solution, buy it from me, buy it from my company, then in my opinion, they're not acting in a consultative capacity. And I don't believe that they're acting as a fiduciary advisor. Uh, can you imagine a business leader in a meeting with their team, they're sitting in a conference room, they're discussing the direction and the results of the team, the results needed for the company. And would the team leader say, hey, this, this, what I really need is to get a demo of this new what, whatever you call it software. Right. So <laughs> in my view, let, let's approach some of the issues which 
cause people to make serious retirement decision mistakes well, or attempting to get what they think are smart decisions. Right, right, exactly. And actually, a good starting point would be Social Security, it, important to everyone, but to some it's vital as their main and for some even only source of retirement income. Yeah, that's that's true. And and the I I think the biggest problem is there's a link for a lot, for most people and you have to break the link between retiring on Monday and claiming social security on Tuesday. And just showing people charts or PowerPoint slides which prove the value of delay, that doesn't really work because I think the more you stress the benefit of delay, the more people claim early. And this idea has been validated by, by research studies done by RAND Corporation, the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College found that the most prevalent claiming ages are either age 62 or full retirement age, 66 or 67, depending on your birth year, that only about 6% of people defer, actually defer to age 70, mm. even though that would give them their maximum benefit. The other big issue that I see is a persistent belief that there's a certain number, say it's a million dollars, and if you play this what's my number game, you need to have this million dollars saved in order to retire. In my view, there's no real number that tells you if you can succeed or fail once you retire, and I am aware that Fidelity has savings targets by age. Now, I'm not saying that the size of your retirement account is unimportant, but it's not the only consideration. No, and, and how you will support yourself in retirement means that you really should start working on your retirement planning now. Um, when when would you want to know now or later when it's yeah. too late? That's the thing. You know, and, and this is something I've always wondered, and to tap into what your approach is, do you have a plan A and a plan B? Do you have a plan that is able to evolve, or do you actually have a plan A and a plan B? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think you you have to have an all, an alternate plan because, you know, things, there are a lot of ups and downs in planning for retirement and a lot of ups and downs when you're going through, living through uh, retirement. And things aren't always going to go the way you want them to go. So what's your fallback? What's your alternate plan. You have to know how you're going to support yourself in retirement when the paychecks, when the money stops coming in uh, every month or every two weeks, however you get get paid. And it's a good idea to start working now on your retirement plan. And that becomes important um, just in case. Do or, you, you should have you should be willing to do a, a, a review of your retirement assets. Do you have a pension? And if you have a pension, 
what's the age at which you can actually access, take the pension? If you have a 401k, could you increase your contributions? If you don't have a 401k, why shouldn't you contribute to an IRA? Do the catch-up. Does a Roth IRA make sense for you? At this point, now is the time you want to look at Social Security and see how it fits in to your income plan. What percentage of your income will be provided to meet your bills and your other fixed expenses? You're retired now. Think of yourself as being self-employed. And as a self-employed person, you have to pay yourself a salary. So you're retired, you're self-employed, and you're going to pay yourself a salary. Does your salary cover your bills? Don't forget about health care costs. Medicare, long-term care. If you retire before age 65, it's going to be your responsibility. You have to provide your own health insurance. And how are you going to pay for the uncovered medical expenses. Right. You have to factor all that in. And it makes sense what you said earlier about doing that. There are a review and then you can make the decisions uh, for right for you on Social Security. And people do need to consider their lifestyle in retirement. People often underestimate their expenses in retirement. They rely on those rules of thumb, like 80% of pre-retirement income. Now, these are averages. They don't apply to any in particular individual. No, they, they, they don't. That's the problem with, with rules of thumb. They're just, you know, averages, as you say. Um, we know from the Census Bureau that people do not move after retirement. We have a study, population study, from the University of Michigan and they found that last year, 2021, that only 7% of retirees move. And that was actually an increase. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to consider downsizing, consider moving to a less expensive community within your state or in some other state. Well, that makes sense. But, but people like to talk about it, but they really don't follow through on it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I, I'd say to prepare now so you can look to retirement whenever that feels right. It, it's not just numbers. It's also how, how you feel, your attitude, the confidence you have. You'll work to age 70. The sooner you plan and really get into it, the better your chances for that comfortable retirement. In other words, consider your retirement resources, cash flow out your expenses, understand your choices, and understanding that helps you decide uh, the time and if it's right now or if it's right later. I know, Fred, you have a lot more to get to uh, great information on the podcast, so we'll take a break. When we come back, Fred's going to lay out nine common mistakes and what to consider now for a comfortable retirement. That's when we return on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800 800- 593 
800-981-8188. Hey, we're back with Money Matters USA. You just heard about Fred and the firm. And, and please know that wherever you are listening to the podcast, Fred can help you. You can set up a consultation. It may be a virtual consultation depending on where you live, but it can happen with that call to 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. Well, getting you uh, to your retirement age with a sound plan with alternatives just in case something goes wrong, it's no small feat. For most people, it takes years of living below your income, saving, investing, planning, making those sacrifices. And even if you do everything right, you're running a marathon and not a sprint. Even if you do everything correctly, you may still fall short of your retirement savings goals. So, Fred... You've got nine common mistakes and how to avoid them. Okay. I'm rubbing my hands yeah, together. Because you got to so get busy. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Roll up those sleeves. <clears throat> All right. Number one, failing to plan. The great Ben Feldman said, failing to plan is planning to fail. Mm-hmm. You need to imagine what your retirement would look like. Will it be one that's going to make you happy? Don't wait for the last paycheck to think about retirement. I'm retiring next Tuesday, next Wednesday, next Friday, whatever it is. That's too late. Think about your options. Consider them. Write them out. What are you going to do every day? Do you want to work part-time during retirement? Work out your budget. See where you can adjust. See where you can increase income, see where you can reduce expenses. And what you really want to know here is, do you need to postpone retirement? That's the question you have to have an answer to. At the, uh, You just can't, you got to retire to something. You just can't say, well, Friday's my last day. See you guys. <laughs> Oh, beer's on me. <laughs> it's like going Number to the airport with no vacation plans in mind. Well, go to the airport just to sit in a chair. <laughs> right, or that. <laughs> I like that. It's limited in where you can go in the airport now. Yeah, that's true. Remember we used to go, could go watch the planes land and take off? Those days yeah. are gone. Yeah, we used to go to LaGuardia Airport growing up to... To, to see the planes come in yeah. over Jamaica Bay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. All right. Second is waiting too long to plan. Okay. You can't be successful if this is a last-minute project and you wait to the last minute to start to plan. If you plan early, there are really important benefits. You're, you're putting more money away. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you want to work on developing an alternate career. Uh, maybe you need to uh, get more education, more skills, more training. Got more years to max your contributions to Social Security. You need to have a, a clear idea of what your retirement funding goals are. So, so the process is difficult. You don't want it to be overwhelming. You want to get the benefit of compound interest. I mean, you want your money to be able to double a few times before you retire. Number three, failing to benefit from legal tax breaks. 
the tax code provides incentives for you to save for your retirement. Don't forget to put money away. That, that'll help you reduce your current tax bill. It ought to be in your current budget savings, paying yourself first. And remember that you need to have taxes on the retirement savings included in your retirement budget. Now, Uncle Sam gives you the ability to defer taxes, but eventually Uncle Sam wants you to pay taxes. You have to take advantage, in my opinion, of whatever employer plans are provided and uh, take advantage of an individual retirement account. If you're over age 50, you can make catch-up contributions. Don't forget that when you are looking at contributions, all contributions get aggregated. So in other words, if you're under 50, it's a little over 19,000. If you're over 50, it's 26,000. But that's every form of pre-retirement contribution is counted together. So the 401k is not separate from the IRA. Or if you have a 457 or 403b plan, whatever it is, they all get aggregated together. But remember, you, you, you want to also consider a Roth IRA. You want to get tax-free income, tax diversification. People forget about the need for tax diversification. They know about uh, allocating assets and about getting diversification of their assets, but they forget about tax diversification. Number four, not participating in the employer-provided benefit plans. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reports 68% of private employers provide retirement plans for their employees, but only 51% of employees actually participate. So don't overlook retirement plans, especially free money from the employer match. Now, this, this has a lot of benefits. Free employer contributions are probably the best return that you can possibly get on your money. You want to be able to save automatically, and you'll automatically save on taxes. Now, when you're ready to leave, Check on the status and the vesting that's required in the plan. You may have to stay longer in order to be fully vested. When you leave, take your funds with you. Put them in a rollover IRA unless there are other very serious considerations as to why you should stay in the 401k plan and be subject to the plan's rules. If you have a lot of debt and you need creditor protection, that's a very strong reason for staying in the 401k plan. But if that's not a problem, then you shouldn't be in the 401k plan. Target date funds are great prior to retirement. They're not a good uh, investment and certainly should not be held 
post-retirement in, in uh, IRAs or after tax or brokerage accounts. They're terrible in brokerage accounts because they will throw off an enormous amount of taxation as, as the fund managers rebalance the accounts. Number five, rating your retirement fund. This is a big one. I think you really have to resist the temptation to use retirement money before you retire. Remember, it's retirement money. That's why you're doing it to fund your retirement. You may also get a, a tax bill that you weren't expected. And if you're less than 59 and a half, you're going to face the 10% penalty. You should check with your tax advisor before you take out retirement funds to see what the tax hit is going to be. You should consider as an alternative, perhaps a, a personal loan, maybe a home equity loan. Now, under the CARES Act, if you're a first-time home buyer, you can take $10,000 from your 401k plan. That's not a big deal, uh, not because of the amount, but because the first-time home buyer is anybody who hasn't bought a home within the past 24 months, 24 calendar months. But in any case, when you're, you're making loans from the 401k plan, in my view, it, it should be a last resort. You have no other alternative, and you need to have a plan how you're going to pay it back because it needs to be paid back within five years, six years, if it's a residence under the CARES Act provisions. If you plan on retiring earlier, then let's say you're retiring in six months, nine months, a year, year and a half, then you have to pay it back before you can retire. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, other, the other time limits go out the window. So let me just uh, sum up uh, here for a minute uh, what we have covered so far. Failing to plan, waiting too long to plan, failing to benefit from legal tax breaks, not participating in the employer-provided benefits. Five, rating your retirement fund. Now, number six, and this is really important, control debt. You mm, want to control, <laughs> yeah. You want to control debt. You want to keep good credit. You want to control your credit card balances. You want to pay them down. You want to monitor your credit score. Most of the credit companies, such as Experian, have a free service. They will tell you what your FICO score is, uh, and it's uh, in real time, so you can go in on a regular basis and see it and also show you how much credit you're using and the decisions that are that a lender would make in relation to the amount of, of debt you're carrying in relationship to, to the amount of credit and the amount of income uh, that you uh, that you have. Now when you retire, um, you 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 want to be very careful also about using a credit card or a charge card beyond your means. you, you may need credit in retirement and you want to be able to get it on a you want to be able to get it but b you want to be able to get it on unfavorable terms mm -hmm. and not have to go to uh you know a more predatory but legal uh, lending source at very high uh interest rates um the other the other thing to consider is are you going to pay off your mortgage before you retire or are you going to carry that mortgage into retirement 
and this is going to impact the the debt load that you are are carrying. What's better with the mortgage? Well, you know, I I kind of changed my mind on this. I I was of the opinion that um, that just tying money up uh, and unproductively wasn't a good uh, reason. But I, I've changed my my mind. Uh, Larry Kotlikoff um, has uh, uh, talked with him and and uh, listened to him and working my working my way through his new book. And um, I've come to the conclusion that that uh, paying off the mortgage does make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it not only does it get rid of, uh, you know, get rid of, of a significant amount of debt. Yeah, you may be giving up a the an interest an interest uh, deduction if you're in a high tax state like like I am in New Jersey, but we're not the only high tax state. But nevertheless, we're definitely high tax state. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you may you may want to you know that that might be a consideration, but I don't think that's the driving force. The other thing is that um, depending on your asset situation and what happens uh, during during a, a retirement. Uh, there could be enormous demands or significant demands on your assets, and uh, you might wind up, uh, you know, just with Social Security and home equity as the only remaining assets. So I come to the conclusion that getting rid of the mortgage makes more sense, if you possibly can, than mm -hmm. carrying it into uh, retirement. I've changed my view on this, uh -huh. as, I, yeah. as I said. Well, you know, another one you have, Fred, is medical costs, and that that out of pocket number can really go high for couples. Yeah, it can, and um, I, I think you really need to uh, take into account uh, not just the, not just your premiums for uh, for Medicare Part B, your Medicare supplement, your prescription drug plan Part D. Your, your, your out-of-pocket costs, dental and vision and hearing are not covered uh, by, by Medicare. Long-term care expenses could be significant. All these things could really hammer uh, your, your, your finances. Uh, and, and even if you have a million, million and a half, um, that, that's still, you, you, can, you can definitely go through uh, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of money, and um, there's also a misunderstanding about uh, to what extent Medicare uh, covers uh, long-term care, and it doesn't. It, it covers skilled nursing, and um, there's some extended benefits uh, at end of life in hospice uh, type, where you can bring hospice into your home if if you want so you're, there's but it, but um, Medicare does not cover long-term uh, care um, our eighth consideration is failing to master your pre-retirement expenses and I think this is a real big one because if you want to know how you're going to manage your finances in retirement when you have no salary coming in, just look at how well you're managing now when you are earning an income or salary. Think about that. Yeah. Because in retirement, you're going to be living on a fixed income. And if you're short every month, you have a lot of debt, can't set money aside to save for retirement or an emergency, then you need to learn new skills to be able to save for retirement. 
It's never too late. Start with, with really simple skills such as budgeting or cash flow. And, and then once you can get that down, and I'm not saying it's easy because people fight against budgeting or, or measuring their, their cash flow out. But once you do that and you commit yourself to doing that, then you can start to build credit. You can start to pay down debt. And if you have to um, negotiate a reduction in your credit card payments and whatnot, eventually you, you'll be able to get a new credit card. It may have to be secured at the start, but you are demonstrating that you can be responsible in using credit. You have to look at how you're going to be able to set aside money, do this on a regular basis. That means you have to have a funding goal. And the funding goal, you have, you have to commit yourself to it. Uh, that you, you need to always think about paying, paying yourself first. Saving for retirement is a bill that you are paying to yourself. You need to have money for emergencies. Could, maybe you're going to save for a new home. Whatever, whatever it might be, this is a process. You're trying to develop a habit, and habits take time to develop. But, but the, get in the habit of saving for retirement, and if you do that, you're, you're going you're gonna to subject yourself to, to financial discipline. Number nine, underestimating the impact of inflation. I know that the headlines right now are, are really focused on inflation, but the point of that is that inflation is going to impact your spending power. Now, let's assume that your retirement plan is successful, but you still need to consider that costs are going to rise, and once that happens, your dollars are going to shrink. You're going to have less purchasing power if you're on a fixed income. Now, most people have Social Security as their only source of inflation-adjusted income. But the other thing that works against the, the Social Security COLA is the fact that medical costs and Medicare premiums continue to, to go up. And unfortunately, the cost of Medicare is rising faster than the Social Security COLA. The um, rise, the Social Security rise was 5%, Medicare rose 14%. So what do you do? Uh, you have to build inflation in to be part of your savings and investment plan. And there are strategies that will work against inflation. Uh, one suggestion that, I, that we were talking about before is uh, your fixed mortgage. Pay off the mortgage and your expenses automatically uh, are going to reduce. So, you know, it, it's not, it's just not cutting without thinking this, this through or just, you know, I, I, I once had a suit made to order and, and the tailor couldn't complete the suit because he, he failed to buy enough material. Mm -hmm. so, so I had the world's most expensive <laughs> pair of pants with, and no suit jacket. <laughs> oh, good pants. My advice though. here is, is prepare for inflation. It could be hotter than you think, but the fact of the matter is 
what the Federal Reserve is, is aiming for at least 2 to 3% inflation, 2% at the minimum. And that is still going to be a steady increase. And eventually, there's going to, a gap is going to open between your, your income and your expenses, and you're going to have to be able to close that, that gap. You, you, you just don't want to be in a position where you run out of money uh, simply because your money doesn't go far enough and you need more assets converted to income in order to meet your expenses. I, I, I really can't say enough. And one of the things that I find that people have enormous difficulty in is imagining what your future self will look like and deciding what you want in retirement. You have to be able to imagine what your future self is going to be and what your retirement is going to look like. You have to have a retirement goal. You have to fund that goal. You need to be able to see the whole picture, not just this very small piece of it. If you, if you can avoid the common retirement mistakes that we just covered, you can be successful. Remember, it's a marathon. It's a long road. It's a lot of stress that's part of retirement planning. And it's reason that a lot of people don't want to deal with it because of the stress that's involved. But if you do this and you stay on course, this is going to help you. It's um, cost corrections are often necessary, which is why we talked about an A and a B plan. But in my view, the name of the game is commitment, patience, controlling anxiety and stress when things go wrong. Listen, folks, it's 50-50 that the sun is going to shine tomorrow. Well, that it is. And also, if not, I think you should have the, um, the umbrella handy. If it rains, that's the backup plan. <clears throat> that's it. That's plan B. That's plan B. Hey, you know, you, you had talked earlier about not benefiting from legal tax breaks. You're probably aware of this spread, but at IRS.gov, they do mention that if you steal something like a car or if you take a bribe, don't forget to report it. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's all, it's there. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have a self-reporting system, so yeah, yeah I, I, I'm sure, yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure that every criminal uh, reads the. IRS Do you think? Say, oh, my, uh, gosh, would be a big deal if they file taxes. Got to make sure to report that stolen car. <laughs> I love it. Well, good that stuff. Is, that it, is hilarious, it, isn't it? Weird. I, I'm just wondering: is there that one person who did report it? Uh, good stuff, Fred. I mean, because it is very complex and it, it, it and it can seem overwhelming. And there are a lot of mistakes that could be made. It's like just really walking through a minefield. So you've got to have that course, uh, someone and someone who can guide you through. And that certainly can be Fred for you. 800-593-8188 is how you reach Fred. 800-593-8188. Great information you'll get with a one-on-one -on -one with Fred, whether it's in person or virtual and great information as always on the podcast and the companion video series fred will do it again next week absolutely thanks Take care, Dave. you too fred and thank you for joining us on the podcast money matters usa
investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.